Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters podcast from GP Strategies, your talent transformation partner. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts and explore best practices and innovative insights to help your organization improve performance. Hello, and welcome to the Performance Matters podcast, sponsored by GP Strategies, the world's leading talent transformation organization. I am your host. I'm honored to be here. My name is Michael Thiel. I am a creative director on the Innovation Research and Development Group team. One of the things that we do on the innovation team is we survey the industry and we look for technology partners that align with our clients' missions and objectives. And we're honored to be here in the studio with one such partner, Better Manager. And they are a fantastic group in terms of looking at coaching and leadership development opportunities. So we asked them to come on today to talk about a topic I think you're all going to love, and that's coaching strategies that actually work. I'm honored to be here in the virtual studio with CEO and co-founder, Stefan Panier. Stefan, welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Now, he is not alone here. We also have Karen Benz, Vice President of Coaching for Better Manager. Karen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Is it okay if I just have you two just basically share a little bit of your bio and some of the backstory of Better Manager before we get into the topic? at hand of coaching strategies that work. Does that sound good? Sure. I'm great with that. Okay. So Stefan, you're the co-founder here and CEO of Better Manager. So can you just share a little bit of your bio and backstory and what led you to found Better Manager? Well, as the, the name may have betrayed, I'm, I'm French and I started my career as an engineer. <laughs> my first job in, involved a nuclear power plant and a drill and drilling a hole in a nuclear power plant. Um, <laughs> But I moved on from the, from the nuclear world for, uh, you know, after a few years, I came to the U.S., attended business school and uh, stayed, worked in management consulting. In 2002, I had the uh, good fortune. I, I, you know, I have to say I, have, I was lucky to, by chance, join a small startup in Mountain View called Google. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. And it's, coming, it's becoming more and more famous, though, every day. Um, <laughs> and I was there for six years. And the company went from a few hundred people to 25,000. I, I learned a lot. I was really, really fortunate to, to be on, on that trip. And uh, after 2008, I decided to go back to uh, smaller ventures. I, I worked um, as a CFO in a couple um, venture-backed companies. And in 2016, I realized, well, I thought I, I should try, try be an entrepreneur myself. And I wanted to give back. That was my, my number one priority. I wanted to do something that had a social impact. I wanted to do something that played to my strengths that, would I, that I would enjoy doing. And so I asked my team, what am I good at? And um, they didn't say I was the best CFO, but they did say I, I was the best <laughs> manager that they ever had. Well, some of them at least did. And uh, if I was the best, then there must be a market opportunity because I'm not that good. So let's see how we can improve <laughs> leadership skills among managers. Um, and we started without really knowing how we were going to do it, but that's how we got started. What what a fun origin story. And, I, and I'm sure you're far too humble to say it, but you probably have a lot of lessons learned from helping 
this tiny fledgling Google company go from 250 to over <laughs> 25,000 employees. So uh, there's a lot of insight there. I'm sure that's been baked into Better Manager in some way, shape, or form. Is that fair to say? Very, very much so, yes. Um, lessons learned along the way. Um, good times and, and some not so good times. You learn from, from mistakes that you make. I can't, I, I can't wait to, to hear and soak up some of your insight. Now, along with you, of course, Vice President of Coaching for Better Manager is Karen Benz. Uh, your background is, is amazing. Over 25 years in executive coaching and consulting. So lots of insight in there. In terms of Better Manager and your background, what is your role and what are you excited about bringing to the table in terms of serving clients? So similar to Stefan, I am motivated to give back and also to make a difference in the work that I do. And Better Manager has provided me with that opportunity since day one. Started there as an executive coach, became head of coaching, director of coaching, and now VP of coaching. We have uh, about 100 soon-to-be-growing um, roster of, of coaches, and they're located all over the world. And it's just wonderful to be able to interact with them and, and work with the customers and clients that we have. Great. Okay. So there's obviously a lot that we can talk about today. Again, the topic is coaching strategies that actually work. Very interested to dive into this with you two here. Before we do though, I've got one little impromptu challenge for you both. All right. And that is okay. one of the things I like to ask your uh, various guests this year is just what's one secret superpower that you have maybe your friends or employees aren't aware of Stefan I'm going to start with you here what's one potential secret superpower that you might have yeah I, I'm, I'm the co-founder and CEO and I consider myself to be humble and I don't know if it's something that people can see it can be you know behind the facade of the CEO um but in any case, I think it is a superpower because it leaves um, your ears open to advice, to other people's opinions. And so that's how you enrich yourself. Mm, I love it. That, that is a, that's a great one in terms of just a, a learning lesson and a tenant for leadership there. So Karen, putting you on the spot here, but is there a secret superpower that you have uh, personally, professionally, anything like that? that um, you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, I think my superpower would be my ability to see the uniqueness in every individual and really help them figure out how do we leverage that. And that that's a great example of coaching, um, what we do in coaching. But I love doing that. Oh, that's great. And I, and I could see that. Uh, one of the things that immediately struck me when I looked at your LinkedIn is you had on there that... Uh, employees leave managers, not companies. Mm -hmm. And I sense that what you're saying is if you can't recognize as a manager, what's unique and special about somebody, you haven't, you haven't made that mark. You haven't made That's that impact right. where they want to stay and give you some of that discretionary effort here. So, right. and obviously right. coaching is a big part of that, right? That is, yeah. that is the, um, the straw that serves the drink, if you will. So, Stefan, let's jump into this here. Can you just level set for us? What is executive coaching? Who it's for? And then why would an organization utilize it? I'm, I'm going to answer to, to that, uh, this question at, at a high level. And I think uh, because Karen will do a much better job getting into the details of what coaching actually is. But when we started 
better manager, we weren't set on coaching. We were looking for the most effective way to develop leadership skills for managers and actually anybody. And after nine months of studies and focus groups, um, trying all kinds of solutions, the one thing that stood out and, and by far, no, it wasn't even close. Coaching was the best way to develop leadership skills for individuals. Now, historically, it's been more pro, uh, applied to execs, but it's not limited to executives, right? Anybody, and that's your answer to your second question. I, I will actually um, mention Eric Schmidt, who was CEO of Google when I, the years I was there. Um, okay. He says everyone should have a coach, right? Like, like an athlete, every athlete has a coach. Um, being, especially in, in today's world, being an executive, being a middle manager, being even a, a new hire, he is a, being an athlete because it's challenging. And if you have a coach with you, you can develop your self-awareness. You can develop your self-confidence. You can step back, right, and reflect on your position and your environment, your team, your boss, and so on. And you will um, derive more satisfaction from your work. You will... Uh, you're you're going to be more likely to to stay with the company you're working with, and when you're more engaged, you're more productive. So everyone should have a coach. Now, if that is not possible, <laughs> the next big best thing would be to put, to have a coach when you're going through a transition, and that can be a personal transition. And what I mean by this is going from one position to another, a promotion, or even moving from one team to another. That transition will create a new environment and you will need to build new behaviors, new habits, new skills. And having a mm. coach will help you through that much faster than anything else, right? When you learn how to ride a bicycle, you didn't read a book. You had somebody <laughs> help you and give you feedback. Oh, bring in the elbows, you know, raise your head, look at the horizon. Well, the coach can do that for you at any time. Okay, so Stefan, what I'm hearing, this is, I'm going to harken back to a, a commercial, I believe it was from the 1970s, at least here in the United States. And it was for orange juice where they were like, it's not just for breakfast anymore. And what I'm hearing for you for coaching, it's it's not reserved for the ivory tower anymore. It's not just for the nope. C-suite. You're saying everyone from like day one, whether you are an entry-level manager, whether you're not even a manager, at every tier, everyone deserves coaching to not only survive, but to thrive. Is that fair to say? That is, that is exactly the point. Yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, think about it through coaching, which is the most impactful way to develop leadership skills. If you develop your skills early on, you're going to be able to apply those skills during your entire career, rather than getting that gift in the last few years of your career. Mm. So the impact right. on the organization and society is much greater. Absolutely. I can see that as an accelerant. Karen, any other thoughts on this initial topic of just level setting uh, the value of executive coaching or coaching in general? I, I think one other point to, to mention is that coaching provides accountability in a way that a manager's manager or a person's manager can't do. Um, we, in a, in a very kind, thoughtful um, manner, can hold people accountable to what they say they're going to do. And there's no repercussion if they don't, but, you know, we talk it through. And that um, we found is, is one of the key strengths of coaching. That's, that is, it's a very timely uh, 
insight right there. And, you know, speaking of timely, I know that we're all coming off of the pandemic here. Sometimes it's, it's easy to even forget about some of the logistics of the pandemic, but we're, we're all feeling the after effects of it uh, culturally, uh, personally, and professionally here. And I, and I know workers are definitely facing some of these challenges here. So um, Stefan, you believe coaching can help alleviate some of these burdens related to, for example, the pandemic. I'd be curious to hear a little bit more from you and your perspective on that. Sure. So I'll pick it up where, where, where was, what I was saying is any change really um, is a good place to start coaching. Right. So there is change at the at the personal, but the organizational change also, mm-hmm. whether it's a merger, whether it's deciding to bring back the employees to the office <laughs> or not, um, whether it's finishing off that digital transformation that was triggered by the pandemic, right, which will mean embracing new systems, new processes. All those things, all those changes that are happening at a faster and faster pace, whether it's embracing artificial intelligence, all those things are happening really, really fast and people have to adapt. And it's a lot easier to adapt if somebody is by your side and giving you at least feedback on how you're doing and help you step back so you can look at the field around you and decide on your next step. In addition to this, in this very moment, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? We've been promised, I was reading uh, the, the Wall Street Journal, we've been promised a recession for now nine months. It hasn't come yet. Uh, there's a bit of a rolling recession. Some some industries have, have laid off. Some others are, it's coming for others and so on. So there's a lot of uncertainty and, and the transparency that organization had during the pandemic, in a way, has disappeared because the C-suite now is thinking, well, maybe we're going to have layoffs, right? And we're not telling anybody. So there's, if you're in the middle management, the future is murky. And that's when emotions take over, stress, fear, and sometimes flight, which means people leaving. If you want to avoid all these things, having a coach by your side, helping you see through the fog and also um, you know, step back from the emotions and look at the emotions and rationalize and plan is essential. Yeah, and I, I think that, the, pan- the pandemic really did turn the work world on its head and companies and organizations figured out how to work remotely. We work with NASA. They figured it out. If NASA can figure it out, anybody can <laughs> figure it out. And now you have return to work policies that are impacting people in a really profound way. You know, they, they blended personal and professional work and it's just, it, it's such a great opportunity for coaching at this stage of our work life. So what, I, what I'm hearing from you is it's always been important. Um, it's even more important now in these times of uncertainty, whether it's yeah. uh, just physically, where are you working to? Am I going to be working at an organization and having someone in your corner, someone who can look outside, um, share insights, reflections, maybe even help with things like uh, you know, where, where people feel a little emotionally hijacked and having that, that mm. sounding board there is very valuable here. And so I'm going to just step outside here for a second and say, so I'm assuming one of the, the cool things about Better Manager as, as a, a service is that you're, you're helping democratize 
coaching overall. Is that is that kind of my sense here, just coming at this fresh from the outside? Uh, yes, it's very true. Yes, we've we've built programs and we've recruited coaches and and figured out the the equations so that everybody can be happy. Meaning we can uh, compensate the the coaches equal uh, in a very fair way, while at the same time offering a service that is affordable for middle and new managers. Very cool. So uh, you know, I'm curious about this from an experience perspective here. You know, for for those that maybe haven't had a coaching experience. Karen, since you are the, the VP of the coaches here, I wonder if you can just walk us through this from what does this look and feel like? You know, what is executive coaching and also what isn't it? So what should, whether it's executives or anyone who's receiving this, what should they be expecting? So I think probably the most important thing to keep in mind is that it's personalized development. It's really catered to the individual's needs developmentally, where they're at in their career, where they're at in their role, their current role, and where they want to be. So it's personalized. It's also goal-oriented. We look, at, we look forward. We don't look back. Looking back is more of a therapeutic model. Coaching <laughs> is more looking, looking ahead, right? Um, it's confidential and safe. So you know, especially when you're dealing with executives who have new ideas or problems and issues that they need to just talk through with someone who's objective. That's what coaching can do. It's supportive and empowering. And it focuses, as Stefan said earlier, on self-awareness, you know, really helping the individual gain some insight relative to their strengths, their weaknesses, their values, Hmm. their beliefs, and making, helping to enable them to make more intentional decisions. It sounds like there's a lot of blind spot monitoring here, um, you know, from that side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and the higher up you go in an organization, the fewer people there are that you can talk to and, and appear <laughs> vulnerable, right? Um, addition, another uh, benefit is enhanced leadership skills, you know, really sharpening the saw. Um, expanded perspective, increased confidence and resilience, and we both of which mm. contribute to executive presence, which is really on the top of many of our clients' lists, and improved interpersonal relationships and work-life balance. Those are some others. What it's not, it's not therapy, although I have to say <laughs> clients will also often tell us, you know, you feel like a therapist, and it's because of the close, intimate nature of the relationship. It can feel right. that way. Um, it's not a quick fix or remedial action. It's not dictating solutions, and it's not a replacement for training. Gotcha. So I, I can I can see how you would feel like, wow, I've I've just been on the couch here, and thank you so much, and our time is up <laughs> type thing. But uh, like you're saying, you're it's 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 a personalized journey. It's something where you really have that opportunity to have that neutral individual where you can be your authentic self, right? You can admit vulnerabilities. And I could see specifically, like you said, at the executive level, it's lonely at the top when you need to project an air of confidence publicly, but you're going, wow, I I need some help, right? I I need to keep working on myself. So I can see how a better Mm -hmm. manager um, could be there. So, you know, in terms of the payoff of this, what should executives be expecting in terms of uh, their 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 new realized capabilities or superpowers, Karen. Well, I think 
in many cases, we're getting them ready for what's next, whether it's what's next with the people they manage, what's next in their career, what's next for the organization. We're really helping them think through and be up on the balcony. We have a, uh, an expression mm. we use a better manager call from the dance floor to the balcony. When you're on the dance floor, you're in the doing, right? Your perspective is limited. You can only see a little bit around you. When you step back and go up to the balcony, you have a different perspective. You can see around corners, you can see over the horizon, and you can really identify what's working well and what's not. In coaching, we take people up to the balcony. It's really there, you know, one hour a week to, or every other week to really take a look at things on a, um, on a bigger level. And, and make those kinds of decisions. What, what a great analogy there, dance floor to the balcony. I'm, if it's okay with you, I might steal that one at some <laughs> point and use it. I'll make sure to cite you and better manager on that one here. So um, Stefan, before we exit this, any, any other additional perspectives or thoughts you'd like to share on this overall topic of what individuals should expect from the coaching experience? I'm, I'm um, have the the great great fortune of of um, receiving the the feedback of all the clients um, that kind of their exit interview when they finish finish the uh, um, the programs and that's what gets me going in the morning and what I read is I wouldn't say every time that would be too um, arrogant but a lot of the time is this program changed my life uh, or it was the most impactful program I've ever been through. Um, hmm. And this is for all the reasons that Karen described. Yeah. I, I often say if I knew then what I know now, boy, would my life have been a lot easier <laughs> work-wise, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You're helping shortcut it. And I can also see that it must be really rewarding, Stefan, from, like you said, you wanted to create a service, something to give back. And I can see how uh, having this scalability uh, of better manager can certainly help fulfill that. Um, I would say this, I'm going to pivot this and I'll play a little devil's advocate because we know not everything's sunshine and roses out there. So when you are engaging with a client, uh, I'm sure there's some potential challenges, right? I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's got to be some pitfalls. It's probably not as easy as let's enroll and now the world is just perfect here. So Karen, as someone who's been in the trenches a lot mm -hmm. here, um, what would you say organizations should be aware of when they start implementing coaching strategies? Oh, that's such a great question because organizations can really have a positive impact on how coaching is received in the company. And they can do a couple of things. One is really have support from leadership. Send a message throughout the company that this is an investment in you. It's not remedial doesn't mean there are performance issues. It's an investment in you and your development. And, and to that point, think carefully about who you put into your first cohort. You know, if, mm. if you put in people that, quote, need fixing, um, that's not, that's not going to bode well for the rest of the team. So think about who you put in. You want to select qualified coaches. At Better Manager, we have a, a bar that coaches have to meet before that we consider them to be part of the team. Um, and it's that they have seven plus years of business management experience because we tend to lean into that experience when coaching. 
Um, a company can also really honor the confidentiality and trust that's developed from coaching. Everything that's said in a coaching session is confidential. And so it's important that companies understand that. They should also uh, think about measurement and evaluation. How will they know that the coaching has really had an impact? And you know, some examples of that would be looking at culture and engagement survey data. How, has the needle moved as a result of the coaching program? But giving that some thought up front is really important. And also if companies have already have leadership development programs, coaching can be a wonderful enhancement to that. We have a number of uh, clients that we work with who have longstanding academies of learning and will come in and provide one-on-one -on -one coaching. So imagine if someone's learning something in a classroom and then they have the chance to talk one-on-one -on -one with a professional about how to integrate that learning into their role. It's very, very powerful. And in fact, I should note, there was a study done in 1997 that studied managers who took a three-day educational training program and then followed that with eight weeks of coaching. And what they found was that the impact on productivity was significant. Without coaching, there was an increase of 22% in productivity. With coaching, productivity increased to 88%. So it's pretty remarkable wow. in terms wow. of the impact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's For that's sure. amazing. So it sounds like, you know, there's at least seven, eight, maybe nine or 10 different uh, things that need to be either factored or need to be really very directly discussed before a, a an organization pushes go on a coaching program or even like you said, selects the cohort and yeah. the right one. But the payoff, the return on the investment of pouring into your leaders is, uh, it's, it's hard to argue with. I mean, if that was mm -hmm. a stock like a Google, I mean, you'd probably be buying it <laughs> yeah. uh, on that yeah. end. It, it makes a lot of sense there. So um, you too, I know you've been very generous with your time. We want to respect that. I know you've got to get back to your clients here, but um, Stefan, I wanted to ask you to peer into your crystal ball for a moment here. Okay. Um, I'm sure that you would agree. And that's probably one of the reasons you've started better manager that, uh, coaching strategies evolve over time and, you know, things change. So what I wanted to do is based on what you've seen, what works for your clients and maybe doesn't work, what are you thinking are some future trends in executive coaching? I think the, the main um, trend that we've seen with the pandemic is going to continue, which is essentially there has been a boom in coaching. Uh, for new and middle managers, right? Uh, with the pandemic, it was all about, okay, the employees need help. How can we help them? And a lot of companies, it's been our case, we quadrupled in, during the pandemic in size, right? Because wow. there was a need. Yeah. And I think that boom was driven by the early adopters. So still a, a good segment of the, of the uh, industry, but not the majority yet. And after every boom, there's always a bit of a rationalization. The boom is emotional. We rationalize. And we're now we're, this is where we are now. We're looking at the numbers and what's measuring the return on investment. And once we have that, then we'll, we'll cross the chasm and we will go. And, and I think coaching will be more broadly um, embraced by the early majority and the majority of organizations. 
So I see a lot of growth ahead of us. I can definitely attest to that. And Karen, I'm going to challenge you to look in your crystal ball as well. Is there anything that you're seeing that you're as a uh, trend in addition to what Stefan was saying? Yeah, I think one trend that I see is the younger generations really embrace the idea of coaching. Um, I'm not really sure why, other than, you know, they've grown up in a digital age, they, they have different experiences, but um, they, they really want it. And, and they move quickly through organizations as well. Okay, so there's, there's a hunger at really every level, and I'm sure better manager can help on that one. So obviously, for those that are listening that are GP strategies associates, you know that we have a strong strategic partnership already with Better Manager. But for those that maybe are just listening to this, they're doing their drive time. They don't even know who GP Strategies is. They just saw this pod. Um, where can they go to learn more about Better Manager? What's the recommendation? I think our website is the first step. So um, bettermanager.co. On behalf of the, the entire GP organization, I want to thank you, both of you, for sharing your insight on this very important topic. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you so much. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts or listen on our website at gpstrategies.com.